This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. Oh. 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 What do you think this is? The army where you shoot them a mile away? You gotta get up close like this. But a bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. Will I be? Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it. Know it. Live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. You a planet This is Live at Five, Live at Five, Live at Five. Nine minutes after the hour uh, here on a, uh, what's today, Wednesday, hump day. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, not, not spring anymore, and summer's not even close. If you knew about this, you, you, you agreed to live here. Don't forget that. Never forget the contract. Remember that? I hereby understand once I live in the northern New York area, otherwise known as northern New York, that at any given time, the seasons might not just add up. In fact, they might not even add up at all. As I step over Derek and the Dominoes on that last one, it's it's weird, and it does it doesn't do it, it does horrible things to your health. Low pressure. Like listen to me. Low pressure. Just any given day, I, I could wake up and I, I feel like a relief factor. I'll, I'll have to like take a bath in relief factor to to feel better. No, I don't have COVID. I don't have tuberculosis. I don't think I do. But I just can't get rid of this chronic issue. It just sucks. And this weather's not helping is what I'm saying. So, But here's the thing. I already have somebody on the line. And this is the guessing game. It's the guessing game Wednesday right here on the Live at Five show. I don't have an ID on here at all. Meaning, I don't know who's been on the phone for the last five minutes. However, I'm going to take a guess that this is Jason Trainer. Let's go to the phones. Hi, you're on the air. Of course it hey, is. Hey, how you doing, it's, Glenn? I was, I was Kiri. <coughs> I was right. It's Jason Trina. Trina. I... There's a few things quickly I want to talk about. The budget, a $56.5 million budget the city has. Right. And they're going to have. I like to be the guy that carved that turkey. Budget. Yeah. And City Council Member Jason would use the extra money for infrastructure. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up. Did you say what would Jason do? Are we back to that again? Uh, City Councilman Member Jason, yes. That's you. Yes, that's me. Okay, so that's the premise that I, I established, what, a week ago? What would Jason do? Yes. Okay, good. So what would you do with $63 million, Jason? Be real quick. Sorry. All right. Okay. Well, I, I would uh, fix up the roads. I would use technology like a cell phone, like an Apple smartphone, Yeah. and and use and fix the, the phones technology the we have and the Earth's elements and help the roads to last longer. Use uh, you know all kinds of... Um, um, technology. How would a smartphone help you, help us build better streets or roads? Well, we can use the the circuits that are inside of it. So we can use like recycled tires, oil, 
technology like they do in other countries where it warms up the roads to uh, uh, keep winter down. There's a whole bunch of things. I still you think $63 million dollars would, would be enough to essentially electrify or control the, the temperature of, of eight, over, over 80 miles of water zone? Uh, uh, no, not all that, Glenn. This, it would be a starting point. No, it would be we would do it in parts, like part one and take baby steps. Part right, one, right, right. part two. Wait for the next um, COVID, so you get another sixty-three million dollars. Well, twenty-three. Right, yeah, or yeah. or have a ten-year plan. Let me rephrase that: to have a ten-year plan. So we fixed the worst roads in wartime. We used technology. We used the smartphone, but not like a smartphone, but use what makes it great and makes it last long. I don't and know how phones do get involved. Jason, cure my ignorance. How could a smartphone help us fix our roads? I'm sorry for asking the same question twice, but I'm, I need an answer. You need an answer. Kiri. Well, we can put uh, technology like uh, like <laughs> wires and uh, and a whole bunch of things, Glenn. Okay. I'm still researching it, but I have a plan okay. that's coming together pretty nice. All right, so... Technology, uh, uh, right. Mm-hmm. Right. So real quick here, Jason. Now, you, you as everyone knows, you, you ran for council. Uh, you mm-hmm. fell a little short in the primaries there. Uh, but mm-hmm. then you, you did set up a new website where you're going you're gonna to be running again. You skipped 2023. You're running again, apparently, in 2024. I don't know if you corrected that on your, on your website. <laughs> well, you, I will. I will. You, you haven't corrected that yet? Jason, you haven't corrected that yet? No, no, not yet. Oh my God! That's but, All right, but, but, but no, no, no. But here's the, here, no, no. Here's here's, here's the reason why I want to ask you that, uh, because uh, not next year, but wait a minute. I th- rather next year when the big <laughs> vote comes up against uh, Donald Tricky, because he's only a two-year guy. He took over for what's right. his face there, uh, and now that's coming to an end at the end of next year. In addition to that, uh, former Mayor Jeff Graham, with his big mouth and projections, is is claiming that he doesn't expect Councilwoman uh, Sarah Campo Pierce or Sarah Pierce Compo, whatever it is, uh, to run as well. So that would open up the door there. Are you excited about that? Uh, I am. I am, Glenn, because... If that's um, true, of course. We don't because know I'm putting a plan together and just the technology. We can use roads in other countries and use the elements of the serve to... Hey, Bolivia, you have platform. that road you're not using anymore? Jason wants that road. Can you bring that road up here? Okay, um, good. And one last thing, Glenn, is I'm pushing for for a uh, gas tax break. So other states around us are passing because of the high price of gasoline. We want to help leave the pain. So I just I got back driving now, and I got. Oh, good. What are you driving? What what kind of car are you driving? So I'll know when you where you are. It's a Nissan. A Nissan Sentra. No, that's a red one. It's uh, 2014. The 2-2. Two, two. Well, good. All right, um, so in other words, this was, yeah. this was another segment of what would Jason do, and you would use technology, not to mention smartphones, in order to uh, improve our roads. How smartphones well, this, can improve our roads, we well, don't know. Just, yeah, it's just, just how they work and how they have cheap. But it's just, yes, it's just how they how they get us from one point to another point, but using technology, the elements of the earth, but also we got to give back, you know, and that's why I'm always thinking of something new. It may sound kind of crazy now, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, I, I care about my city very much. I, care I know about you do, Jason, and that's why we enjoy taking your calls and whatnot. And, uh, 
but you are when, running in 2024. When, when can we get back in? When can when can I share my plans with you? Well, I mean, you're sharing them right now, but uh, let's do this. We got a lot of politics to take care of. That said, a huge announcement today uh, that might push back the state senate uh, uh, elections. That's with Mark Walzik, who is essentially running against nobody anyway. Uh, but I don't know if that includes the assembly. I'm assuming it might. I, I'll have to look into that. But they just they just announced that because of the redistricting uh, 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 lawsuit down there, specifically because of the Brooklyn thing, because Nadler uh, gerrymandered the worst-looking district in the history of districts, uh, that might be pushed from June to August. So i got to wait on that to see how that plays out, Jason, for obvious reasons. And then we will get you and your lovely wife in here. How's that sound? I, I, right. That would be wonderful. And one last thing, Glenn, is one last I thing. Wanna, I just want to thank uh, Jake Johnson Property, our site's grown. We have lots of businesses on there. We're growing this community. And we're also helping small businesses right. to, to drive more traffic to their site and right. also bring in more customers. So I'm the only one that's really pushing forward. I'm not taking so much. I'm giving. So that's that's what makes me different. Gotcha. That's what separates me from the rest of the the cast That's right. Yeah, they broke the mold when they made Jason Trainer. That's for sure. Yes, they did. All right, All right. Jason. Thank you, my friend. You too. Uh, that's uh, Jason, as in uh, the "What would Jason do?" Uh, uh, portion of today's Wednesday program. All right. Uh, terrible story. And you've been hearing about this. There was a missing ten-year-old. They found the, her body. This was not a local story. I think it was in Florida or wherever it was. But the culprit in, uh, responsible for this was an it was a 14-year-old. So that's at the top of News Junkie. Lily Peters was her name. And, um, you know, it, it, one thing, I, I again, I know that we you know when you're a, a youth, a youth, what is a youth? When you're under 18 years old, they cannot disclose your name. Uh, but even, even that said, if, if this kid were to go to trial and, and go to some detention center or whatever, they still don't disc- disclose his name. But if, if you're able to, com- to rape, sexually assault, and then kill someone, you're an adult in my book. You're way ahead of the game there. That means you, you're, you've gone through puberty and you took advantage of a 10-year-old little girl. Just a horrible story. It was just amazing that stuff happens. Uh, we have someone on the line. Let's go to the phones. Hi, you're in the air. Yeah, Glenn, this is directed at only and the other two council people that that want to have all these pet projects and spend millions right. that we should not uh, in case is our water system. Now we're going to have a three to four million, maybe more dollar bill coming up to fix our water system, which has to be done, which is one of our most important things that we have in this city. This is how it happens. You never know when something big. This city is aged. All the pipes underneath the ground are aged. We're going to have to have sewers. Our roads are destroying. We have to have roads. These people better think about what they're doing. They want pools. They want this that we don't need. And now this pops up. Flag what poles. else is going to pop up when we, you know, over the years? Right. $63 million. That could go for a lot of potholes. That could go for a lot of street lights, uh, curbs that we need, but instead, you know, potbelly, uh, pork belly projects, like you said, uh, uh, flagpoles we don't need, pools that people don't use. And I'm not just picking on Cliff, although sometimes it appears that way. Yes, I am. I'm picking on Cliff. 
So and if, I'm picking on the other two. I should. I, I, I'm not politically correct. I don't have to sit there like you and right. say I'm not picking on him. I'm picking on him. Well, I kind of. I've had enough of that guy and the other two. What they're doing with all these pet projects because they promise people right. these projects. Right. They're supposed to be council people of Watertown, New York. They better think what's good for the people and not what's good for their political agenda. Do you think? Do you think? It's, I am picking on them. No, no. But do you think that this is also a crusade just to crush Mayor Jeff Smith, and that you know Lisa jumped on board because now she has well, two willing partners you know, Glenn, to be three I against don't two? Know it, there is a lot of angst between them and, and uh, Jeff, but they have promised this to their voters. So they have to. They're following through with what they promised. Right. That's true. No matter what. No matter if they see that we don't need a third pool, they're going to do it. Right. No matter if you need almost a million dollars to fix the Coffeen Street pool, right. they don't care. Right. they got to go through with it. And all these other projects that they they uh, told their voters they were going to have, they right. want to go through it. And yet the city is falling apart, and needs that money needs to be spent on the infrastructure of this city. Right. And make it better. Our sidewalks, too. Right. Everything needs to be fixed. You know, like I said, you never know when something pops up. Right. Now the water system, we're going to have to put millions in it right. to make it safe again. No, Thanks, I agree. Glenn. All right, thank you. You know, it's amazing because so many politicians have campaign promises that they never follow through with. Just, you know, they just like, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Well, that caller and many other people, you know, don't want our politicians or that just became council people. Uh, to fulfill their promises because it, it, they just don't add up. I don't want to see a pool closed down. I don't want to see some poor kid on a 95-degree humid day have to travel four miles to the north side or whichever, vice versa. But is it worth it? I don't want to get back into that argument again. But instead of, of, of a lot of politicians not fulfilling their promises... We're on the other end of that spectrum, ironically enough. I don't know if Joe, uh, Joe's going to be calling in. I never know anymore. But Attorney Joe Stanley typically calls in on uh, Wednesdays, so we'll have to see. All right, so this is the story I was talking about. Court says it will likely be necessary to move the congressional and state Senate primary elections from June to August. Now, I don't know if this includes uh, the, um, the assembly because, they, you know, obviously, as it states here, it says the state senate. It does not say the state assembly. Now, weren't, weren't, weren't the assembly districts changed, too, or am I? I guess I'm mistaken. Hi, you're in the air. This is Obi. Who? OB, what's going on, OB? What's happening? I, I want, I always, you know, I ran for city council in 2005. Yeah. And the, big, and the biggest thing was always anything for the kids was always the first to get cut. Yeah. And that, that irritates me. Right. You know, right. you know, the things for the kids should not be cut anywhere, anytime, in my opinion. And I know the roads need to be fixed. I know that. Don't they think they should uh, figure this out? Uh, you know what? When you ran OB back in 2005, that might as well, uh, might as well have been 1955. Times have changed so much, <laughs> on, just in the current administration from the last administration. So it, it, any, any, I mean, I don't want to call it rationale or the lack of rationale, but I can say this. 
it's a big difference today than it was when you ran, Obi. Yeah. I mean, it's but a shame that just, they rejected. Why, you know, why, go ahead. Why is always, always anything for the kids right. gets cut? That's the first thing they want to slight. And I said, I brought up the fact that we have the Army coming in here. We have to have something to our family and our kids. Right. Period. Right. And, and when you rejected so it? Yeah. I just thought I'd let you know, Glenn. I'm going to hang up and let you. Well, I appreciate that. Whatever you want. All right. Thanks. All right, buddy. Thank you. Uh, that's, that's OB. Yeah, times have changed. OB was saying, what, 17 years ago it was different. Anything suggested for the children was, was somewhat uh, you know, declined. I don't know. I, I just times have changed. I talked at length yesterday about the, the, the fabric and or integrity lost uh, in that section of uh, Washington Street if, in fact, the zoning laws would change. Uh, the, uh, last, was it last No, it was two nights ago that I saw the, uh, the work session at uh, City Hall. Interesting. There was a gentleman on there talking about. Uh, now, is it true that they want to? Is there a proposal on the table to make the Butler Pavilion and the JBY's Plaza and convert that into a cab and bus terminal or depot or pickup center? And and by the way, if if that's the case, wow! I'm so sorry I didn't know about that. And and two, I could be completely wrong because I kind of walked in on that conversation uh, when they had the session on Monday night. But I know I heard Butler Pavilion, and I know I heard, like, uh, Trailways or, uh, you know, Fat Man's Cab, whichever. And maybe that's going on right now. Maybe there's cabs. Pick, maybe that is a pickup center uh, for the cabs. But, you know, with Uber and the world's changed there, too. So, I, I don't know. So, someone correct me because, you know, the pavilion was, at, at the time when the pavilion there was built in the middle of a hot, hot parking lot. I know Bill Clinton was there when he came up in 2016. Uh, and I know they've done other events there, but really that did not turn out too well. And I'm talking about the pavilion. Uh, that was uh, someone's grandiose idea back, what, 15 years ago. They built it right in the center of the parking lot there. And it's a nice facility. looks good. But every time I go by there, it could be in the middle of July. No one's ever using that thing because it's in the middle of an asphalt parking lot. It's hotter than hell. Someone's texting me. It's my brother. He doesn't know anything about the pavilion. But if if if, uh, if someone can chime in seven five five twelve forty, tell me what what the plan is there. <laughs> the discussion was whether or not to go to some type of uh, debit card when you when you go in and and, and you uh, you pay your fare. So uh, I don't know. So I think that's a great idea if I'm on the right track. If not, excuse me. But uh, something's got to be done or utilized in, in a better fashion, I should say, uh, for the uh, the pavilion there, Butler. All right, so the court said it will be likely necessary to move the Congressional and State Senate primaries election from June to August. Someone's calling me. It's spam. i got to turn it off three times. I'll answer it real quick. I'll block it. Yeah, this is the only way I can function, folks. I know it's crazy. My phone is so, is so batty. Yeah, save some money. Uh, Albany, New York's highest court on Wednesday, rejected the state's new congressional district maps, which has been widely seen as favoring Democrats. Uh, the state's Court of Appeals agreed in ruling with a group of Republican voters who sued, saying that the district boundaries had been unconstitutionally gerrymandered, as said on the Live at Five show. No, it doesn't say that here in the article. And that the legislator uh, uh, hadn't followed proper procedure in passing the maps. Interesting. Uh, the court said it will be likely be necessary, rather, to move the congressional and state Senate primary elections from June to August. So when I read this, it looks like it's, it's already happening. When they say likely, 
<laughs> so that changes everything. This is huge news. By the way, this was forwarded to me earlier today by, by Jim Levin, who's not even in town. He, he made a very good point of it to forward this to me. He must have got it from News Junkie uh, while he's in Vegas, mind you. New York is set to lose one seat in Congress in 2021. New York's new maps would give Democrats a strong majority of registered voters in 22 of the state's 26 congressional districts. Uh, Democrats have been hoping that the redistricting map favored, favorable to their party in New York might help offset expected losses in other states where Republicans co- control state government. Let me read that last paragraph back to you again. Democrats had been hoping that a redistricting map favorable to their party in New York might help offset expected losses in other states where Republicans control state government. That's where it's all about. And that's where gerrymandering is is illegal it is unconstitutional and quite frankly people should actually go to jail for setting up such boundaries and the the most outrageous example is jerry nadler's uh district down there where it is a combination of both uh manhattan and brooklyn and none of it makes any sense and i'm not a realtor but i know there must be rules in real estate where you have open fields adjacent to other open fields that you just can't you know, cut or carve a path through one field and open up another you know, six acres to, an, you know, you just can't make it look like two kidneys connected by, you know, like, a, like a cart path. That's just, that's just not right. No one would buy that. So they're doing the same thing with congressional districts or state districts for that matter because they know based on history that XYZ amount of Democrats live in these districts and to offset the losses in any given, you know, uh, 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 midterm, uh, which we're about to come uh, upon this year, or, or political season, uh, whenever, for, of course, it's a political year on the even uh, numbers, uh, that this will favor them. That's ridiculous. Now, we've also talked to people like uh, Mario Frazzo, uh, who, Frado, excuse me, who's running against our uh, ultimate, who, who, should, who might be our congressman, that's Congressman uh, uh, Jacobs, he's, he's been talking about the gerrymandering, and, as well as myself, that happened in Monroe County. So this is huge. This could mean that we can keep uh, Elise Stefanik as our congressperson for what was and what is today the 21st District, as opposed to this terrible gerrymandering what the, the state out of Albany set up months ago by including uh, parts of, of all places, Buffalo, which is four hours from here, bypassing uh, Monroe, and then going up the, uh, uh, the lake uh, communities such as ours and separating ourselves from our two other uh, our brother counties, that's Lewis and St. Lawrence. It, none of it makes any sense. And I'm so glad that this is, uh, is, is coming under consideration. So keep an eye out on this. I know this isn't sexy. I know this isn't like, oh, this isn't, you know, wow. But this is a huge story. So let's, let's keep an eye on that one. And we have Attorney Joe Stanley. How you doing, Joe? Hi, Glenn. How are you? Good, good, good. Joe, I've been waiting. I've been ready for you, I should say, because you sent me something very, very important. You and I have talked about distracted driving. And if you don't mind, I'm just going to go over a couple of quick statistics based on what they came up with in 2019, just three years ago. And this, of course, you sent to me. But uh, they said 7% of all fatal, fatal, fatal crashes were distraction-related, resulting in 3,142 lives lost in 2019. That was an increase of 10% over 2018. Uh, and then in 2018, uh, there are a lot of injuries due to crashes. For t- so a lot of things uh, have been going up. Uh, in Canada, there was a 102% increase in the percentage that reported texting while driving in 2019 compared to nine years earlier in 2010. So while we have talked about this, and it's obvious 
the more things, the more technology that you add. For instance, I was in a, te- I was in a Tesla the other day, Joe, and I don't. And a lot of the new cars have what appears to be a laptop built right into their, right into their dashboard. And I know you've seen this; it, it's huge. To me, that is just a television screen, where you, you, it's just too much of a distraction. Are we, are we coming up with so many distractions due to technology that we're killing ourselves more and more often these days, Joe? Well, and those statistics, by the way, Glenn, are very conservative because people are loath to admit they were distracted. Those are only provable. I can tell you from my business that the numbers are, you know, most accidents are because people weren't paying attention. And why? I don't know about the why. Obviously, the more sophisticated the car, the more people are fumbling around or Hmm. playing around with stuff. They're more distracted in general mentally. And, uh, you know, you throw the pandemic in there and they're, you know, there's a different level of of uh, engagement, so to speak. Right, right, right. So what, what, you know, I mean, if we know things are getting, in other words, if a neighborhood gets questionable, if there's less lights on a, on a busy street and more and more people are getting robbed or their cars are getting broken into, Typically, we react to that. We say, oh, let's put more streetlights on that street corner because too many people are getting robbed at, at, at night. Uh, and there's not enough uh, streetlights over here. People are driving into each other because they can't see. No, in other words, people, when things happen, we react to it. How can we as drivers understand as we're driving that it's more dangerous these days? What should we look out for for distracted drivers? Well, you know, we talk about these things all the time, Glenn, and the most important thing you got to do is watch. It's a full-time job right. because most other people aren't. Right. Uh, I mean, I, I, uh, I'm paranoid when I drive because I see all the crazy stuff people do. I agree. I, you know, it's just, you know, they barely can keep, whether it's truck drivers or cars, when you're on the interstates, they can barely keep their cars in their lanes. Right. They're, you know, you'll go by and they're not, they're not even looking where they're going. Right. Uh, you know, and I saw somebody the other day on 81, he was trying to fix his tent trailer. You know, his car was gone. It was just a trailer. Right, right. No flashers, no flares. Right. And he's about three inches from the fog line yeah. around a small curve on 81. Right. You know, you got a death wish because I could barely see him. It was the middle of the day. Right. Is it is it are people just dumb or ignorant? What's the word I'm looking for here? Why can't people figure out that they're that they're living obstacles and dangerous to the roadways? Well, I think that most people don't perceive themselves as bad drivers or not paying attention. Right, right. It's very. I mean, I I can tell you, Glenn, when I do depositions right. involving accidents, it's amazing what people will tell you. Like, like when, what, it obvious, when it was obvious, they could not possibly have been watching what they were doing. Right, right, right. You know what I can't stand, Joe, and maybe you've seen examples of this. I've seen it so often, especially lately. People getting out of their cars on the on the driver's side, uh, on the roadside. In other words, if they're parked off, say, on a one-way street, they're parked to the right, and they, whisk, they open up their door wide open to get something from the back seat or the trunk or their, whatever, and they leave their door open. On a street where you know there's not enough room for two cars to go by, why are people doing that, Joe? And have you ever seen anyone get hurt in a situation like that from a car door? Yeah, I mean you can envision just about anything. I've seen it, although I can't say 
just about anything because people amaze me. <laughs> Every time you think you've seen everything, you haven't. So, I just wonder if people, I mean, again, cars are so much easier to drive when you and I started driving. We, didn't ha- we, had- we barely had rack and pinion, and-, and power steering was a big thing. And now when you jump into a-, a new car, and a car for that matter from the last 30 years, they're a lot easier to drive. And I wonder, has that made us lazier? Does that make the vehicle a top-heavy SUV? I mean, we saw a story uh, about eight years ago where five cheerleaders died in the Rochester area in what I believe was the Durango uh, because someone was di- put their hands over the girl's eyes or distracted or whatnot. These cars are so bouncy, they're so easy to drive, that the moment you turn the wheel, you know, in the old days, you would really have to turn the wheel in order for you to drive off the road. Are cars too easy to get into accidents because of the way they're designed, in your opinion, Joe? I, you know, I don't, I, I, cars are a lot safer, brakes, tires, right. impact zones, and, you know, because they handle better if they, you know, that's, again, they're just not paying attention. And, you know, the newer cars have lane avoidance. You right. know, if you're not staying in your lane, they go off. The alarms go off. Right, right. The car buzzes and right. still. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. Are you a proponent of, of uh, self-driving cars? Something tells me you're not. Well, I just don't think that <laughs> if they work, they'd be great. But yeah. I just don't see them being able to function. You know, we still haven't figured out electric cars so that they're really functional in a lot of places. Right. You know, if they only go 200 miles in the winter, they have trouble because the batteries don't even go that far. Right, right. Good and, point. you know, I, I, uh, I just don't see the technology being available mm-hmm. to make self-driving cars safe, maybe in some places. Right. Well, we saw that one guy out, I believe, in Finland or Norway. Uh, he had an issue with his Tesla. And they said, well, you're going to have to buy a new battery, and it was going to cost them a lot of money. We're not going to know exactly whether or not a, an electric car, Tesla or not, it can actually survive northern New York or Syracuse because of salt, because of extreme conditions. Uh, so, But now well, well, I'm seeing know, a lot more. Yeah, but, Glenn, I, I don't want to interrupt. Yeah, yeah, go they, ahead. They don't tell people when they advertise you buy these. Even the good batteries under good conditions, they're going to last three, maybe five years. And then what do you have? It's, yeah. <laughs> Can you replace the battery and how much it's going to be right. when they have a new generation of batteries? Right, right. And, and that, in essence, and correct me if I'm wrong, Joe, if you have to replace a battery in a car, that's like replacing an engine, right? Uh, probably more. I, I don't know what they cost, right. but I know the cost is very significant because I was looking at getting a generator, right. and they have some... Or, um, Backup batteries for a solar system, not a generator, and the mm-hmm. solar turned out to be way too expensive. But the batteries, if you could get them, the storage batteries were twelve, fifteen thousand dollars. Wow, that's 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 outrageous. <laughs> and that that I mean, again, just an electric car alone is is you know cars in general are very expensive. But uh, again, I, I wouldn't mind seeing every car on the road be electric, Joe. To be quite honest, but I wonder, uh, should are we going in the wrong direction, or should we go back to the the the, uh, the, the idea of hybrids? where we can have a little bit of both worlds, both uh, combustion and electric. To me, the old Prius design or idea was was the right way to go. Are we even doing that anymore? Well, I, I think that in some places that's going to be around for a long time. And again, if you can make the batteries functional, then you don't need hybrids. Right. The question is, I, I don't see that technology as being there. 
I, I don't see it either. I don't, I don't see Anyway, let me just answer this again. I don't see that at all. Well, this is fascinating stuff, Joe. At the end of the day, just like we learned when we took uh, driver's ed, get the big picture, Joe. Know what's going on because today it's, it's just like driving through a, uh, a tornado zone. You, you, you're, you're running or going into a pool without a, without a lifeguard. You have to be very, very cognizant of, of what other people are doing or, for that matter, not doing. Absolutely, I agree. So, Joe, when I people agree. and this is awesome stuff, we talk to, to Joe every for every Wednesday here on the Live at Five Show. Joe, when people need to get in contact with you, how can one do that? Sure, my website stanleylawoffices dot com. The email is joe at stanleylawoffices dot com. The phone number is one eight hundred six zero eight three 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 three. Always uh, good to talk to you, Joe, and uh, have a good week. And we'll talk to you next Wednesday, sir. You too, Glenn. Thanks. Thank you, Joe. That's Attorney Joe Stanley here on the Live at Five Show. I'm way behind. And I'm going to do a break right now. You're listening to the Live at Five show. 20 minutes before the hour, we'll be back. Hey, y'all. It's Victoria. State Assembly District. Ah, welcome back. Okay, it's about uh, 16 minutes before the hour. If you want to chime in, 755-1240. 755-1240. Uh, someone observed that uh, uh, Jason Trainer did not use my last name today. Is he afraid to say my name? He doesn't know how to say it. He just said the word Glenn. He didn't say Kieran. Kieran. Just an observation. We have some keen observers here in the Live at Five show. <coughs> and, when, and, and, and then we also have a very, I know, congested host here, too. No COVID, thank God. Tuberculosis, maybe, but no COVID, so I'm okay. I, I told someone today I coughed in front of him. And I, I wanted to make it sure that uh, I don't have any COVID. Yeah, I, I, you know, so... Uh, I'm okay. I can cough all over you, but you won't have COVID. You might have something else. I know. That's gross. I didn't cough all over anyone. I, I try to refrain. I try to walk in the other direction. Cough in my arm. Do something. But I don't have COVID. Glenn Keery. All right. So 755-1240. We got somebody on the line. Hi, you're on the air. Oops. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, Glenn. How's it going? What's happened? Lefty. Hey, uh, I looked into the, the whole solar battery thing, and I'm, I'm going to end up like doing it, but I'm not going to pay a company to do it because there's just too much money involved. And their biggest hook is to just get you that you're technically selling it back to, you're not selling it back, but they're monitoring your use and then you get that as a credit in your electricity bill. I don't care too much about that as much as I actually want to have it hooked up so I'm not using electricity if I don't need to. Right. So that being said, what they're coming out with now is they're coming out with the batteries that are going to slide under the front of your car that are removable like that. Right. So you could, like, if, say, you had to, a tow truck, your battery died, they could have it put one in. They're going to standardize it the way they have, like, USB is for, like, a, a cell phone. Yeah, but doesn't it's that... It's not going to be that bad. That's not, but I heard that the biggest expense in an electric car is the battery. That's no, not... it isn't. Of course not. It's not? No, it, a, replacement bat, a Tesla replacement battery, if you have to replace that battery after five years, they're going to get it to ten years. It's like, a you know, an $8,000 investment. I mean, it's... It's not much more than that. That's a lot of money. It's not that. Well, it is. It is, but I'm just... You're spending to 70 grand to begin here. with. Well, it's an exciting thing. I don't like the government being involved in telling you you have to do this, and you got to do it by... Capitalism itself will take care of this. One thing you, you may not be a, a, aware of, but you know what Joby is, J-O-B-I? No, I have no idea. Okay, Joby is a drone... That's going to be a passenger drone that's going to say, take 
Glenn Curry to Syracuse, right. and you can meet at a lot of uh, pickup places. It doesn't have to be in an airport. They could just be the, they could rent a spot at the fairgrounds. You go there, and these go back and forth all day. You jump on it, you're there in like 20 minutes. Okay. And there's no congestion up there. They just have drop-off points. Right. You take an Uber from where you are. And I'm using that as an example. It'd be more of an example in a bigger metropolis. Right. But you see what I'm saying? Those are all going to be electric-powered. There's going to be one sitting there charging. They're going to change battery. I mean, things like that. It's going to come. But it's going to come when capitalism, people like Musk, put their, their soul and sweat and money into it. The government's never going to do it. The government's the worst for anything like that. You no, know we that. know that. We know that. But I mean, I mean, again, we've always said by by the year 2000, 2000 we're going to have flying cars. Can you actually see? I mean, it's bad enough having people drive. What, basically, we already have we already have the TV phone in our, our phone, and we're gonna we're gonna have flying cars. These are going to be ones that'll take like four passengers. You'll have to wait under a certain amount. Right. Yada yada. And you're just going to do a fly pattern. They're going to be proved very safe. They're going to work real well. They're not going to have a pilot. There's going to be something that goes back and forth. As in right now in, say, Las Vegas, there's like the monotrain. You know, there's no there's no, um, there's no, no one manning that. It just goes on its own. It's yeah. going to be the same type of thing. It's going to be pretty, uh, pretty, futuristic. pretty wild. I'm excited about it. I am, too. I'm just questioning. You know, it's, it's questionable because... You know, we, we see. The, I just, I, 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 don't like the idea of cars that drive themselves. It's bad enough that humans drive them. Well, yeah. The next, next step, I said, is going to be like this company, Joby. I'm invested in it. Oh, you really? And, uh, oh yeah. Oh, I, I know a lot of people are people that work in your building are. You know, it's, it's a big thing. Yeah. You get in, you get in early on something like that, and when it hits, like now they've got a contract with, they've got backers from Toyota, and now they've got a contract with the U.S. Air Force. So they're on something. They're just on 60 minutes, like a week or two ago. Very big company, but I've been been involved in it for quite a while, and it's eh, someone someone that works with you like got me involved because just we were having a conversation once it came up. I don't mean got me involved as they sold me anything. I just invested in the stock because they did. You know, right, I thought right. it was a good deal. Right, right. Very exciting. I'm, I'm psyched about it. I'm hey, excited. Not my reason for the call. Yeah. Oh my but, God. Uh, the white Frankenstein was, but I'd uh, yeah. You know, chip in a little bit on there. Yeah. Real quick. Uh, what What do you think of all these food processing places that are? are being bombed and being fired out, yeah, uh, hit by planes. I mean, literally things like that. There's a dozen of them now. That doesn't sound like conspiracy to me, does it to you? Well, I mean, obviously you're talking about Tucker Carlson's report. He's been talking about it in recent days, where in the last four or five years, since 2018, there's been scores of incidents that have, for some reason or other, uh, have just taken down a lot of distribution centers. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't. I mean, it looks like a big conspiracy. A lot, you know, the view is picking on Tucker Carlson because he had some report on there on how you can use infrared light to get uh, more sperm control or better, better, I don't know, spermicide. I, I, I'm saying it wrong. So he's, he's talking about some outrageous theories. There's no proof to this, but a lot of food distribution centers just in the first four months of this year have either burned down or in two incidences, incidents rather, uh, a, a plane crashed into both of them. I don't know. I mean, the first thing I think of is, is when George Floyd uh, happened last spring and, and, and police and operatives, and for that matter, the insurrection, would purposely burn down buildings. You know, they'd be dressed up in masks and knock down some auto place. Are people setting this up so that we can, we can have, you know, so we could starve to death? Is, is this part of the reset button? Why all of a sudden are massive food distribution warehouses burning down for, in some cases, for no reason. And how does a plane in, in two different incidents crash into food processing plants? Is that, a, is that just a wild coincidence, or is this part of a plan? 
I don't know. Well, with a, with, a, with a coincidence like that, there'd be no such thing as a lottery because the lottery would get won regularly, and so there wouldn't be any money. Right. The things, there's no such thing as a coincidence like that. Twice is a coincidence. Three in ten years might be a coincidence. Right. You know, it's just, it isn't something that's going to happen a dozen times all over the country. Sometimes the exact same thing happened in a couple places. And it's not like spontaneous combustion, you know? Right. It's not like, oh, here, this is doing to there. A plane hitting something? That's crazy. No, Multiple it is. times? It is. Things like that just kind of scare me. Right. You know, that really put the thing on me. If, if you had a guerrilla warfare with someone like Russia that been doing things like that right. for a while, they're setting things up, then all of a sudden during the season when your, your forests are burning down California, they burn down somewhere else in California, you'd lose all of California because you just can't can't do anything then if they're already setting the fires to, to make it go worse right they could be doing a, a, a mass amount of things if you think it's russia right and i'm just shooting conspiracy no, it's not. You, but it's, no, it's craziness not. Yeah, i know yes it's crazy lefty all right well thanks for the call i gotta do a break you have a great day bye-bye now don't you know that's uh lefty here on the live at five show gotta do a break we'll be back right after this, this- all right give us a shout if you want 755-1240 755-1240. Don't forget the 315. Got about six minutes left in today's show. Uh, talk about whatever you want to talk about within the realms of good taste, proper behavior, and all that other jazz. Boy, I was so good up until 5 o'clock. Ah, oh, boy. You know, I know we got a lot of good pizza places around town. Uh, you know, Arts Jug. Um, Cam's is really good. I went to a OIP today. Uh, right there on uh, Massey Street, you know, next to the laundromat. They have one right on James Street. It's a chain. They're out of Pennsylvania or Binghamton somewhere. Boy, they're good pizza. They're really good. That uh, Neapolitano. Uh, Neapolitano. Is that what it is? You got Sicilian. Neapolitano. Excuse me. You know, the thin slices, you know, where the oil, olive oil drips off the edge and so forth. They don't put it on wax paper like they do in New York, but boy, it's, it's as close as the real deal. And the other one, of course, is Cam's. Cam's is good. Pizza's come a long ways in northern New York. When I first got here, it was no better than my days at Oswego. You know, it, it looked like it was, it, it was, it was just one big Frisbee. And, uh, but boy, there's been a big, big change. And of course, when I first got up here, you could buy slices. You could not buy a slice of pizza. Uh, you know, other than something that was on a tray underneath an infrared light at a gas station, you couldn't buy a, a, a big slice of pizza. It just drove me nuts. Can I get a slice? A slice? They look at you like you're you're out of this world. And it's like, oh. But slices are is where where it's at, and uh, we have uh, a lot of good places for it these days. Someone's on the line. Let's go to the phones. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, me again. Tristan, you had a, a little a little downtime. You mentioned OIP. I kind of know the backstory on that a little better than you do. What? What did I say? It's, uh, well, the, the, the guy that, the family that owns OIP, their parents are from Brownville, okay. and they own Nanadina's in Brownville, from what I understand. So okay. the Nanadina's children are the ones, their sons are... Yeah, but OIP, OIP is a franchise, so they have to adhere to their recipe and their uh, products, so it's, it's probably no, like... No, 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 they're, 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 I know, but they're... They've only got like four or five stores, and the owners of it are the, the children, the sons of the people that own Nanadina's in um, Brownville. 
Uh, do they own the ones at, in the, in all the state then? Yes. Yes. Really? Yes. You say that, so? The one on James Street is owned by a family in Brownville. Yeah, well, it's owned by the son of a family. They're originally from there. They're the ones who own nine Adina's. I didn't know that. I thought they were based out of yeah, uh, Binghamton or Syracuse, whatever. No, 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 no. They're based out. Of, they're they are based out of Syracuse, where the first store opened, but then they came up here afterwards. Uh, but the owners live up so here. Is what you're saying? Uh, well, the owners' parents Confusing. own nine and live here. I don't know where the owners live. Oh, they're their children. When you're thinking children, people don't run nine Adina's. They're they're you know. They could be our parents. So I was like, you know, right. the guys that own that, you know, or could be the 40s. They're not kids, yeah. you know. I yeah. don't know what they are. Well, know. regardless of where they live, it's good stuff, good pizza. And it's clean in there, too. Yeah, no, it's good pizza there, too. Yeah, yeah always a shout-out to Cam's great pizza. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. a lot of good pizza in there. Yeah, the Rustic has great pizza. Yeah. If you ever get a chance, drive down to Teller Point and get a Rustic pizza. Their pizza's great. I will. I will. All right. Well, hey, I'll let you go. Just thought I'd fill you in. But I might be all wrong on it, but that's what I understand. Okay. I might not know. Inaccurate. Or as Danny Francis would say, disinformation. Rejected. I don't know. It's just whatever it is, it's good. Uh, and what else is going around town? All right, so the big vote for next week. Okay, wait a minute. All right. and I, just got, I just got a text. Again, once you, once you start talking on the Live at Five show, People will start putting your mouth, your, will ask to put your money where your mouth is. So, someone uh, emailed me. According to Google, there are five OIPs in Syracuse and one in, in Watertown. Why well, I thought it was based out of Pennsylvania or, or the Southern Tier, I have no idea. But if you, if you notice, the one on James Street, and for that matter, the one right here is next to Colonial Laundromat. And the other big question I had today, I might have mentioned this already i sat in with jeff for a bit talking about the the young uh correspondents on channel seven jeff was boasting once again talking about this that and the other thing and, and i didn't get into this but there's two big I, i'm just getting to this now very I, i'll need more time tomorrow there's two press releases for the two candidates running for assembly that of course is susan smith and scott uh scott gray i'll read them tomorrow but uh, nonetheless, uh, Jeff said something to the, today to the effect that Sarah's not running. Is that accurate? Is that disinformation? I don't know if that could be, you know, proved, proven or confirmed, I should say. I thought she was going to run for mayor. Well, getting down to the nitty-gritty here, it's going to be her against uh, uh, Cliff. That's what I thought. AM 1240, WE10 on Watertown. See you tomorrow. CBS. This is CBS News on the Hour, your home for original reporting. I'm Monica Ricks in New York. Dr. Anthony Fauci is clearing up his recent comments on the